0: to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Jelanić.
1: Hello, everybody. Good evening, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. If you're listening, you're officially what I call a pleasure seeker. What are pleasure seekers? Well, those are people who in life are choosing something totally different and totally greater, for their life and their bodies in terms of pleasure, right? If you're if you're listening to this show, the chances are you're actually looking to have more pleasure in your life. And even though the title of this, Sexless Marriage, sounds like a total paradox to what I'm actually talking about, it actually has to do with how do we invite ourselves into something other than a sexless marriage if it doesn't work for us. But if a sexless marriage works for you, then, you know, how can you totally embrace it? There's no right or wrong here on this show, so I'm not uh, here to bash people with sexless marriages. I'm just here to identify so you can, like, know, like, am I in that? Is that me? And do I need to judge me for that? Or what can I do? Or what can I do to change it if I want to? Or how do I thrive in this if this is what I've got? There's a lot that can go on, uh, you know, Sexless marriages can actually last a really long time, So, if that works for the people. So what actually has me uh, on this show tonight is my total uh, curiosity and desire to actually bring more awareness to the planet about bodies and pleasure and sex and all things that have to do with a lot of taboo subjects that a lot of people... um, When they do talk about it, they just make it seem like a porn show. Or sometimes when other people talk about it, it's so freaking clinical, it can get boring. So I like to think that I'm somewhere in the middle of porn and clinical. And I'm here to offer you kind of lots of ideas. Um, I do like to do research in this area, you know. So of course, the cookies on my computer are forever offering me strange things like Penis enlargement systems because i love looking at um all kinds of things uh in different areas so so yeah so i do consider myself somewhere in between the somewhere in between clinical and pornographic it's there's something in between and i just don't have the name for that uh maybe it's clinographic that sounds kind of like clitoral stimulation, but that's good too, right? So that might help with a sexless marriage, a little clitoral stimulation here and there. So <laughs> I I have in my life I've actually, um I studied uh at university, I have what I have a BA with an emphasis in psychology. I have studied different types of uh holistic practitioner um studies that would have me kind of more engaged with things energetic, so energetic classes of all kinds for over the last 20 years, 25 years, I guess. And, uh, yeah, so really involved in in all kinds of different things for the last 25 years. And I do, on my daily practice, I actually work with bodies and people. My main target is to actually give bodies Um, pleasure and and i know that sounds like i'm a sex worker but i can you know my truly i believe that we can approach pleasure from so many angles so i do body work that actually allows your body to have less stress and more movement Um, and i do something called radionics which is actually um, a type of healing work using scalar wave technology So I do a lot of random things because I love to see when people's bodies are happy and healthy and I love to see people get results that uh, really work for them. So i like to add all these modalities to my life where I get that people can have more pleasure uh, of embodiment because we're here on this planet. Can we please enjoy it while we're here, right? (laughs) So that's kind of my target and my plan. And in line with that, too, is talking about different topics. So if you've noticed, I've had, this is episode 201, and if you've noticed, I've had over 200 shows, and in these 200 shows, I really have not repeated a topic, so um although i may have touched on things uh in a few the last few months i did touch on some topics about scheduling sex it wasn't uh directly about sexless marriage but sexless marriage is a pretty big topic and actually when i went to go um do some some additional research beyond what my thoughts were on it um i was finding that there were actually articles that were um uh, ranking top on my uh on my Google search engines that were, just came out in the last few days, so I think there's a lot of people right now thinking about that on the planet sometimes it's a seasonal thing right you've got you know i think it kind of goes with the seasons just the way animals do animals uh tend to it, well it depends on how long their um gestational period is for having um for carrying their babies or their young, if, you know, if you've got a gestational period that's a few weeks, uh, like, you know, a few months actually, like cats or something, then, you know, cats are forever getting it on in the spring. It's just their natural cycle. And their target is to not have, you know, it's not that they have a conscious target necessarily, but their bodies are aware that if they if they copulate in the spring, they're going to have babies that are going to be old enough to be walking around uh, in the winter to be able to kind of look after themselves and it's more of a a functional thing especially in in like north america it's a functional thing for animals to um to have their young be old enough during the winter to survive so it's total survival instincts and i think somewhere we're not that far off we um even though you know we look like we don't have have uh, animal traits or we don't look like chimpanzees anymore but we definitely have some traits that would have us um, these traits that would have us sometimes go into seasonal cycles when it comes to sex or some people don't have just seasonal cycles they might have cycles that are like I'm more of a morning person I'm more of a night person I'm more of a weekend person I'm more of a Wednesday hump day person and they have these sort of cycles that they've created some of it you know, could be super super old like you know the springtime cycles. I'm really always horny in the spring and summer. Well, that could be for human beings. It could be a, a seasonal thing. You know, it's more functional to have your babies in a season where you know they can be outside and growing outside and toilet trained outside. I don't know. It could be a. It could be, it's all about the toilet training. I think a lot of what we do, even though we think we're super conscious, our bodies do have a tendency to, um, to run on. On a, and a, and an instinct that has to do with more with survival, and it has to do more with you know if the seasons are off or if our bodies have a sense like oh there you know that we might have to ration food like we might somewhere have these unconscious awarenesses going on uh, like oh there's like crops are low something's low and our bodies have this instinct that sex equals um, you know reproduction of children so you know you you know you might want to look around and kind of look at some things going on um, outside too is as much as we don't uh, always acknowledge it our bodies are highly highly in tune with the earth and the earth cycles so you know if crops are low will we be like rabbits and not produce or have a desire to um, you know be copulating and trying to produce babies very, very possible. I know there there is research done on on rabbits that they will actually uh, withhold trying to reproduce offspring if um, if and when there have this you know there's like low crops uh, low crop yields because they won't survive and they just know that so they just don't produce as many offspring. And somewhere I like to think that we might be sort of. Hardwired to be smart enough to, you know, maybe our population on our planet's getting so high that somewhere instinctively our sex drives are getting lower so that we're not actually producing or overproducing and overpopulating this planet. It's a sad thought, but at the same time it's a possible thought because, you know, I think ultimately we do care about our own survival, so we might not look to overpopulate the planet. If everybody was reproducing like rabbits um and they were instinctive to the food cycles, then there would be definitely countries where you know food production is lower, where they might be producing less children. That's one option right and and then even um even though I'm living in Canada right now, and we have really amazing f- uh food crops and yields of food uh, there's still seasons where sometimes things are low, so I'm kind of looking at that going hmm, I wonder if there's a trend going on where people's sex drives are being affected by, I know that's like a really strange uh, connection here, but when you're looking at the sexless marriage, I think you need to look beyond just what is maybe obvious, like beyond sometimes the the scheduling, or uh, I think there's sometimes a bigger picture that we need to really look at and look at our, how our bodies are... Affected by the planet and how our bodies are interacting with the planet. Because there's so much of that 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 you know, we there's so much of our bodies um that are both healing the planet, receiving from it and gifting to it that if we were really truly aware of it I, I think we would just probably lie down on the ground all day long and gift and receive from the earth and we probably wouldn't get a lot of uh production done. <laughs> but we might not need to because our bodies might just be looked after. Well, that's a whole other crazy wacko theory uh, that I have playing in my head. So, when it comes to you know some of the things that so my point of view is maybe it has to do with um, you know food production because somewhere innately we we are kind of tied to our own survival. Um, you know if there's and and there is sort of an understanding to. And in terms of research that's been done, that people have also, you know, their sex drive can sometimes go lower when there's money issues, right? Well, money and food production are pretty um, strangely, you know, pretty close to each other when it comes to survival. Uh, it it all has to do with survival of the fittest. Having higher, higher money inflows, higher amount of food, uh, you know, having shelter, all of those things can certainly make um, make you feel more inclined to have sex but then there are a lot of people too who have all of those things and they aren't inclined to it. So that's another reason why I wonder does it have something to do with our connection to the earth? And if it does, you know, how does that affect our hormones? Um you know, men go through andropause just as women go through menopause. So I think that's a highly under um under talked about subject as well, where men's hormones are being completely affected um as well so and why and how are they being affected is another question so it's all it all gets pretty interesting when you kinda get into it. There are some really really basic things you know, like I was saying at the beginning, there are some basic things when it comes down to it, you know scheduling, timing, whatever that is that that can be, those things are changeable when it comes down to some there are a lot of things that are actually changeable that create a sexless marriage and the thing um, that I just did want to bring up which is, you know, your connection to the earth it's not necessarily that you need to change your connection to the earth but are you willing to be aware of it so if you are aware of it and you're like, oh, okay so I'm not feeling very horny mm, truth, what does that have is that mine, is that somebody else's Oh, is it the earth? Is the earth actually asking us to not copulate, to not produce children? But if you happen to have a partner who um, has either had a vasectomy or has had their tubes tied, then, you know, your chances of not producing are pretty good, but you still have those, you still have got hormones running that would tell you produce or don't produce, you know? So its I know it's a really, really weird thing, because what if we are actually overpopulating, and are we, you know, would contributing our energy, our sexual energy to the Earth um, actually be a really, really great gift, you know, if if you've got it, and you're not sure what to do with it, and you've maybe you're feeling like you've got way more of it than your partner, um, yeah, start to wonder, and start to play with some questions on that, like Earth, would you like to receive this you know, you can you can lie on the earth and you can just gift it through lying there, or just sit there and consciously gift it to the earth, or if you're really really cool, you can just go and hump the earth. There are people who do that. So there's no there's no right or wrong on that part. Just what what would be fun to to actually gift to the earth? Because maybe the earth is actually asking us not to overpopulate, which is a funny thing. But how do we still have pleasure of embodiment? their bodies are so sensory and they love to be touched and how do we still have that how do we still create that and not get into the um into the weird part of where we might not be copulating because we don't want to overpopulate now this is a topic going in a funny direction <laughs> So my brain is going in funny directions so i'm going to kind of recalibrate and see um, what direction would this like to go next and want to remind you guys you are listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and i'm your hostess Melitza jelinek and we will be right back after this commercial break
0: to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
2: Are you a subject matter expert? Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email Host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com.
1: Hello everybody, welcome back to The Pleasure Zone, and I'm your host, Milica Jelinek, and tonight we are talking about sexless marriage. Uh, so there's so many levels to sexless marriage, you know, there's a lot of people are actually having sex, but defining what they're having as is, is sexless marriage. So a sexless marriage, according to definition, is a marriage with little or no sexual activity between the two people. So notice it's not no sexual activity. It's little or no sexual activity between the two people. And little is kind of um, objective, right? Subjective. It's something that depends on your point of view what a little bit of sex is. So, for example, sorry, whew, wow, some big energy is moving. So I actually have a friend who, uh, she's currently divorced, but she she would have actually considered that what she was living in and she was with the person for about 12 years that um she was in a sexless marriage um they were having sex like once a month or maybe once every few weeks but for her for what her body required she actually required a lot more which was like daily sex but her partner was that was not his that was not his sort of um deal but when it really came down to it it was actually was actually that he um had been hiding some stuff from her he'd been hiding some financial stuff from her, he was lying to her about stuff um and all of it was financial and he for some reason that just that just ended his sex drive when he didn't lie to her about money, he was fine, but when he did lie to her about money, uh everything went downhill so That was something that she started to become more and more aware of. So kind of interesting, eh? So everybody's got their kind of reason or their justification why they're not feeling sexy and, oh, I'm tired, I work too hard, or, oh, this or that. But I dare you, when it comes to having a sexless marriage, if you're in one, I dare you to get super honest with yourself. What is really going on here? Ask yourself that for you. What energy are you being, for one? Are are you being an energy that's actually, uh, like, if you're being a whiny complainer, quite frankly, I would think that if I was with a whiny complainer, I wouldn't feel sexually attracted to them either. So what are you being? <laughs> Who are you being? What are you acting like? Um, Are you being pushy? Like, what are you being that is actually having, um, that is actually repulsive? Right. So you got to take ownership of your actions, too. Yes, your partner might not be interested in you, or you might not be interested in your partner. Acknowledge what you're choosing to be and how you're choosing to act. Um, And I say act because you're probably not being yourself. Uh, I speak to that from experience because when I was in another partnership before my marriage, I truly wasn't being myself, but I really wanted that person to leave and in order for them to leave it's like i had to be every, everything that wasn't attractive to them i had to it's like i had to be somebody completely different just to make sure that person would uh, finally choose to go away so are you are you intentionally repulsing your partner uh, and then turning it around and being you know rude about it and (laughs) making it all about them. Oh yeah, you disgust me but really you're like trying to repulse them because you know, we unconsciously, subconsciously put a lot of things into action when we don't actually want the relationship anymore. So it's I don't know. It's a funny, funny uh, road to go down right? And a lot of people don't ever want to admit that they're Unconsciously or subconsciously trying to sabotage the marriage or trying to uh, put fault on the other person. So, so I challenge you to look at this very honestly and go, am I creating this? What am I creating here? Am I trying to actually repulse my partner? Am I doing this? Oh, yeah, did I create this... Um, you know, I bet you have a role in it because it takes two to take that tango down the road. So you definitely have a role in it to some degree. And that degree might even be that you haven't been willing to talk about it or that you ignore it. So you're like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You brush it off. Um, When you're brushing off your partner, if something matters to your partner and you're brushing it off, you know, that's already like there's already, like, smoke signals going in the air for assistance. So you've already got those smoke signals going, and now it's just like waiting for some help to show up, right? You can also go seek the assistance, too. You can talk to, you know, maybe talking to friends. Sometimes they'll, you know, they'll take sides. So one of your other options to do is talk to somebody neutral. You can talk to, uh, you know, you, you could talk to counselors. You could talk to... Um you know, coaches or therapists, anybody really that's gonna be playing a neutral role for you, so I really want you to look at that and be honest with yourself. um I do know people who have had full fully full on sexless marriages for years, years and years and years, and it does come to a place where your relationship becomes like um like roommates and that can work for people for some people that's actually ideal. So it's not an issue when when it's ideal and you're like fine with not having sex with your partner and your partner's fine with not having sex with you and you're living in the same environment and you know you're you're getting by every day, you're contributing to the household stuff like the chores and the getting, you know, life is moving by and you're happy with that. Bless you cuz man that's that's awesome if you can just be in um, a place where that stuff doesn't bother you. Uh, but if something's bothering you, you really you really got to have your own back and look at it and start to decide and choose. Well, decide's not really the word, but start to choose something different. Start to, like, explore, what are my options here? What can I choose and what can I be to not have a sexless marriage? So number one... Your number one sex partner is you. That's your number one sex partner. So if you're having a sexless marriage and you're feeling sexually unsatisfied, uh, first, first and foremost, are you are you willing to take up the reins and satisfy you? Yes, it's different than your partner, and we can forever blame the partner. Like, they're not doing their job. They're not satisfying me. They're not doing their job. I want it to be from so-and-so. Okay, you're the only one responsible for your pleasure and your happiness, In this embodiment, I hate to tell you this again and again and again, but that's the truth. Your partner is a bonus. And if they're willing to come and play, and they're willing to come and have play dates with you, consider yourself lucky and blessed, because you're actually the only one responsible for that. So your number one sex partner is you. You totally count. So if you're thinking you're not having sex, that's because you haven't met your friendly hands and you haven't met any sex toys or you haven't met any pleasure devices that are making you happy uh that are bringing your body some joy that's just that's your choice you actually create that so are you if you're really really upset about it remember you have a say so the funny thing about sexless marriage is that they're always putting that on that it has to involve the couple having sex with each other right so I know we're just going to go on to a totally different angle on this, but you can be in a marriage and you can have an agreement that, you know, if your partnership doesn't, you know, if, if you and your partner are not having uh, sex or satisfying sex, you know, there are a lot of people who are now choosing open marriages so that they can enjoy other bodies. And a lot for a lot of people who are able to be really, um, have some clear kind of, guidelines and playing rules to actually have open marriage you can you can actually create something that works for both of you now not a lot of people are in a the mind state to be able to to handle an open marriage um you know jealousy plays a big role there's ownership of each other that comes in no he's mine no she's mine you know there's this ownership thing um but if you if you're able to actually be happy for your partner being happy which is such a rare commodity if you're able to be that and you know and it works for you and it works for your partner um you can actually be in a marriage not have sex with your partner but you could have sex with somebody else so i'm not talking about your only option in order to have um sex and be married is to have sex with your husband or your wife that's not your only option. You can definitely have sex with other partners if that's actually something that works for your relationship. So, I definitely encourage you to see what works for your relationship and and if you're listening to this and you're not married yet, have these conversations before you get married. <laughs> I had some of the craziest conversations before I, like right off the bat, a few weeks into like dating my my now husband. We had some of the craziest conversations that I, to me, are normal because I think everybody needs to talk about these things. And if people aren't willing to talk about them, then they're probably not even willing to um, actually have conversations later on in the relationship either. That might be really uh you know conversations that that work for you, so it's uh you know conversations that are important to you, conversations about your relationship but if if you can't have these conversations even in the early beginning stages of relationship and ask like, hey, so have you ever considered like if you're with somebody for years and they can't copulate uh with you, like hey, would you be willing to open it up to?" Uh, other people and my husband and I actually did have that conversation before we got married Um, we discussed you know so if your body parts don't work and they're not functioning is it a free-for-all and we both agree there's a free-for-all there's a there's a time uh, you know in the relationship where if if there's been no sex for a while then there's a free-for-all you can go out and it's just like understood love you but require sex, so there we go. It's just an agreement that we have. And that was a really funny conversation, because I, somewhere I brought that up in a conversation with my dad, and I think I just about gave him a freaking heart attack. Uh, he was trying to tell me about how awful people are about cheating or something, and I'm like, get over yourself. You have no idea what people agree to. I said, this is what I have as an agreement. And so it's not an issue but you you're assuming that people are not not uh drawn up or open not open enough to discuss these things so maybe 40 years ago or 50 years ago when my dad met my mom they weren't discussing these things but i still know people that were discussing things like that back then it really just comes down to willingness and openness so we haven't even really touched the iceberg here on sexless marriage. Who knew this topic was going to be so um, in-depth and diverse and so many angles to it. So I just want to remind you guys that you are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And I'm your hostess, Melitza Jelanik, and we will be right back after this commercial break
0: To receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the pleasure zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
3: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
1: Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. And tonight we're talking about sexless marriage. So if you're just joining us now, you're going to realize that, man, I've got a little bit of a different take on sexless marriage than some people. And that's me, and that's The Pleasure Zone, and that's why I create this show, because I do seem to have a bit of a different take than some people on these topics. So some of uh, the research that I did find I thought I would share with you guys, is that some of the common reasons for a sexless marriage. Now, these are pretty common indeed, um, and they're definitely things that I think are resolvable or that there's a way that you can change it. So uh, one of them is a mismatched sexual libido. So I know that, uh, like a lot of people talk about, I'm more horny in the morning and I'm more horny at night, but the truth is is a lot of times if you're willing to go with, like, say your partner is a morning person and your body is like a night person for for being horny. And sometimes if you're willing to just accommodate the other person here and there, they'll be willing to accommodate you too. So part of that is, you know, your, your willingness to play and your willingness to not get stuck in the I am horny at night, defining when you are horny. Because as soon as you define that, you're telling your body and you're giving your body a message that this is how it is and there's no way that's going to change. What if your body and your libido was actually like constant? What if it was not any different in the morning or any different at night and it was always there? Uh, You just might feel more, maybe more awake at some time of the day. So you might feel more just awake in general. And that That's one part of it. But you might actually have a libido that is neither a high or a low. So stop telling yourself the story of I'm horny in the morning or this makes me horny. Or once you've already told yourself those stories, you've already defined it, you've already planned it, and you've already given your body that message. So... Once you've given your body that message, your body picks up that message and it obeys. Bodies are pretty amazing like that. They love information and they change with information. So give it some new information. Maybe your body's libido is also reacting to an awareness that you have about your partner. For example, if your partner is, you know, having um, an affair or something in your body, is aware of it, your body might go, hmm, I'm not really interested in in having whatever that is. So, and you might not even be fully aware of it, but your body might be aware of it, and your body might be turned off um, by the energy, because somewhere, somewhere, our bodies always know what's going on. And if your body is not the kind of body who wants to share in that kind of stuff, then it might just turn itself off and not be interested at all and sometimes uh and so i'm giving you common reasons but i'm giving you my whole other take on it as well. So the other one of the other common reasons is relationship conflict. That's a pretty broad, that's a pretty broad spectrum of what can occur in a relationship conflict. And, you know, lots of things like infidelity jump in there, financial stuff, uh raising of the children, like so many things can come into relate relationship conflict, you know, having to hang out with so-and-so, the in-laws, or whatever. Uh, so many things can create relationship conflict, but you got to ask, like, are any of those things, are any of those things like deal breakers for you? And if you haven't heard my show on deal breakers and deal makers, um, I think you just have to search for that in uh, Inspired Choices Network. I can't remember the name of it right now, but I think it had the word deal in it, so even if you probably search deal, it'll come up. And so relationship conflict, you know, with that really, really broad spectrum is something that is, again, it's something that you can resolve if you would like to, but again, sometimes relationship conflict is working for you. And you want the conflict. Like, in the past relationship that I had, the conflict worked for me. I actually wanted out of the relationship so bad that I was willing to have a fight, uh, intense fights, like daily, like screaming matches daily, um, just in order for that person to finally get that this doesn't work and leave, like you know, sometimes we're really cute and not so bright, and I was really willing to, like, go the nine yards to get this person out of my life, or I could have been complacent and just took it for the rest of my life, but I really wanted it over with, so I was willing to go the nine yards and have the conflicts, because the conflicts worked for me, and the sexless relationship worked for me in that case, because I really, really wanted out, so is you got to ask like if you're in one of these is the person creating this because they want out um and you know sometimes asking somebody full on that question out of the blue can be shocking and sometimes the truth comes out so if you're like hey uh would you like to be uh you still want to be in this relationship or do you want out? sometimes that bold bold question can be both shocking uh and it can deliver results <laughs> so So, yeah, but, you know, follow your own knowing on that. Don't follow mine, because that's my approach to things. It doesn't have to be yours. There's also negative feelings towards your partner, like anger and resentment, but that's usually what causes the conflict. So if you're resenting them for, you know, things not being done or things being done a certain way, or if you've got OCD and they're just not following your OCD patterns or any anger from the past that's been unresolved, all that stuff, you know, just is it's like it gets turned inward and it definitely instead of having your sex drive build up it definitely takes it away so why is that there's actually a physiological response in the body that occurs when your body's holding on to anger it's it it all it feels is i gotta either i gotta either run or fight it's that whole fight or flight symptom when you get Syndrome when you get anger coming in right it's it's our natural reaction. Your body is not interested in copulating when it requires to live or die, so when you're feeling super super angry towards somebody, you're more in the mode of fight or flight, less in the mode of thrive and copulate to have more creation and more beings on the planet. you know it's um yeah, it's definitely not a horny time when. <laughs> when you're feeling angry, um, some people like angry sex, though. So that is a whole other topic. Angry sex, and then some people will create conflict in order to have, you know, create angry sex, which was conflicting and confusing for me. Because, and again, in that past relationship that I had, I, uh, my, my, uh, my ex would have actually like he loved to be angry and um, aggressive and like uh, almost cruel in uh, when it came to sex so for him it was like having a fight meant that he was going to be able to be nasty and aggressive back it was not not my most fun uh, time of my life so if it doesn't work for you find a way out and especially if a person is acting like a crazy person definitely find a way out um, definitely call a hotline or call somebody and get yourself out of that situation because you don't have to be in it for years and years and years like I chose to be. You can definitely get yourself out. So one of the other things that people do is they withhold sex as punishment. And, you know, punishment is a really an interesting thing. It's like we think somehow that, you know, punishing people without sex, are you punishing them or are you punishing you? Like who's... You know, for me, if I was withholding sex from my partner, I'm only punishing me, because my body enjoys, actually enjoys copulation, and enjoys touch, uh, kind touch, and kind copulation. It enjoys that. So if I'm withholding that from my partner, my lover, like, if I'm withholding that from my lover, well, then I'm just, like, actually punishing me, and that's not fun, so 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 check that out. Who are you actually punishing when you think you're doing the punishing the punishment act? Probably probably yourself. Um could be boredom too is another thing. There's actually there was actually a study done recently and my husband was telling me about that since Netflix came out there's been a surge of people who are actually getting both divorced and having more uh, sexless marriages because they've been so uh, so involved with Netflix and series of Netflix, where they just used to watch one show, and they would go to bed, and they'd actually spend time together. And now they're just like seven shows in a row, and then they're totally exhausted, and they're not having sex. It's actually like destroying sex lives. Um, as much as Netflix can be super fun for the binging, it can also be very super destructive for um, the connecting with other human beings and and uh, and your sex lives. So. Boredom can be a cause. Boredom with the person as well. You know, if it's the same thing over and over again. It's like eating toast with butter every day. And if you're anything like me, you like different food every day. So toast with butter every day is very, very boring. And I would actually call that relationship, that's not even a vanilla kind of sex life to me. That's a toast. That's like dry Melba toast sex life. And I'm not interested in dry Melba toast. At least vanilla has, is is like, got some flavor. And vanilla is like a nice ice cream. And it's still got, like, nice texture. And it's refreshing. And there's still, like, some yumminess. And different vanillas taste different ways. So I can still get into the vanilla lifestyle. Um, and, you know, with additional fun, other fun, too. You know, sprinkles on the side, right? Like, that's all fun. So you can add to your vanilla lifestyle if that's what you have to to kind of break free from the, what would be boredom for you so you know boredom is definitely one of those things that gets people to change work to you know a lot, boredom right now is huge because we have so many people with ADHD and just like it's rampant I think like I don't know what the statistics are, but I think, like, everybody I know has ADHD, or maybe I just run in circles with a lot of ADHD people. It's rampant, Uh, so it's easy to get bored. So just like when you have ADHD, you might want to do five things at once. If you have ADHD and you're bored, what about adding more partners? You know, just ideas, just totally new ideas, right? Uh, You might need, you know, all kinds of body parts to touch instead of just one, it's sex for the ADHD couple. That's what that's what I'm looking at right now. What is possible for the ADHD couple to have lots of movement, lots of play, and lots of body parts to touch? So lots to consider here. So I just want to remind you guys, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your hostess, Malitza, and we will be back right after this commercial break.
0: to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
2: Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world... That changes not only our lives, but by being us allows us to contribute to changing everything planet wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift.
1: Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. And tonight I'm talking about sexless marriage. And there's like a few definitions of that, right? So sexless marriage doesn't mean that you're having no sex. It could just be meaning that you're having not very much of it, which again is kind of a quantity thing. Quantity over quality. Well, (laughs) so it depends. Are you really, are you satisfied? Is your body satiated with the sex that you're having? such as your body feels satiated with the sex that you're having and if it is that's awesome you would not be in the classification of sexless marriage sexless marriage would be more like where you are not feeling satiated from your sex life so that is changeable and reminder ding 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 you are your number one lover and your number one sex partner have fun with you first. And if you need tips and tools on that, there are lots of shows that I have in my archives for that. And so, some other um, some other things that come up that are some of the main uh, justifications people have for having a sexless marriage. And this is a study done with a bunch of people and all their claims to why they have a sexless marriage. Uh, some of them say that it's their tiredness, their, you know, maybe they just have, child. Um, Stress could be from work or money or whatever. Um, Erectile dysfunction. Now, some of these are physiological things, like erectile dysfunction. It can actually be caused by different um, diseases that have occurred in the body. Erectile dysfunction can show up for people who have had prostate cancer or they could have, um, you know, there could be scar tissue in the penis from different um, injuries. There can be a lot of, there can be heart medication that's creating erectile dysfunction. So there's a lot of factors that um, can actually create erectile dysfunction, but your penis, boys, is not your only way to actually pleasure another body, right? If you've got, if you're a if you're alive, the chances are you have a mouth, I'm guessing. Um, you might have hands, you might not, but you might have prosthetic hands, which could be just as fun. And wouldn't it be cool if they had prosthetics that actually were like little penises? They would be like your sex toy prosthetics, totally different prosthetics. But they would be like your fingers instead. But you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just having this visual. And so you got hands, you got feet, you got body, you can hug, you can touch. This is really about connecting with your partner because so much of this starts with feeling disconnected not feeling a sense of um, like closeness or a sense of uh, intimacy with your partner. So it's really, really, if you would like to change your sexless marriage, it's like what do you require in order to have a sense of intimacy and connectedness with your partner? And for everybody, it's going to be different. For some people, it's like, Going out and having a great dinner together, they'll help them feel more connected. For other people, it's like gardening together or walking together or, uh, you know, cleaning together. It's like, what is it for you? And it could only, and, you know, it might only be that, you know, you just need hugs or you need some cuddles or whatever it is for you, you need to honor you. And if if you're not feeling satiated with your sex life, Definitely start asking some questions and get yourself either some, uh, you know, you can either get yourself a coach or uh, somebody who you can consult with, or you can get a therapist, or you can contact me. You know, actually work with people on an emotional level, on a physical level, physiological level. Um, and I have a 21-day program that I just completed that's available that you can actually purchase called Sexual Magicism, and it's really about um, being the sexual magic you are so that, you know, if you are being that energy, you can invite your partner into that if you like, or, you know, you don't have to invite them in, but sometimes when you're just being that, it invites your partner in or invites others in, and then your body can receive from whoever and whatever. It's really about allowing your body to receive whatever it requires and not have a point of view. And how beautiful would it be if you also had a partner who didn't have a point of view so you could receive from anybody and everybody and not really have to worry about um, hurting feelings or anything like that. So lots of ideas there. So if you would like to connect with me, you can find me on my website at www.milicajelenic.com. I also have a Facebook page for The Pleasure Zone, and I would love it if you came in and started following that. My target is to have 1,000 followers, and I'm at 705 right now, and I'd love to have more. So come on into Facebook and follow The Pleasure Zone, and that is, um, you'll know it's me, because it's got a banner it says The Pleasure Zone Radio, so follow that. I'd love that. I don't know what my topic is going to be next week, but I'm sure it's going to be something totally entertaining. I do have a few topics that are prepared for the middle and end of October, and I'm looking forward to those, and I'll have those posted soon to share with you guys. So um, until next week, I hope that you guys remember to stay tuned in and turned on, and I look forward to talking with you guys next week.